When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. My name is Marcus Speller. My name is Jim Campbell. And I'm Luke Moore. Well, hello, everybody. Um, we've, we, we, we find you in strange times, of course. Uh, we, we, we're recording from home, gentlemen, aren't we? We're not in our, in yes, our studio. Yes, recording. Mm. We are remote recording. We're being responsible. Yep, we are, at we are home barricading with Football our, Ramble Daily. Exactly. We're barricading ourselves in. We've got our tin hats on. And, uh, and we're, <laughs> we're trying to make sure that if, uh, if we have anything, we're not going to spread it around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, of course, at the moment, ladies and gentlemen, you all know that uh, elite football in Britain has been suspended. The Premier League will not return until the very earliest 4th of April, though that seems very unlikely. Of course, the Premier League have said they'll start on 4th of April, subject to conditions at the time. Uh, the Football League have suspended fixtures until the 3rd of April, which I'd imagine would, would be subject to conditions at the time as well. Uh, and these were decisions were, were taken by those governing bodies, not the government, of course, because the government actually said matches could go ahead, but but the Prem and the, the Football League have said that. Uh, all UEFA competitions, including the Champions League and Euro- Europa League, have been postponed. The draws for the next round, set for March the 20th, have also been postponed. England's upcoming internationals with Italy and Denmark are off. 
So all football is on a big old hiatus. So you may yeah, be so wondering. So what you're saying is there's not really much to talk about, is there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the ramble today, not the football ramble, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> it's fortunate we've got that extra word in there because, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the other <laughs> football, football shows the football are doing. would be a pretty, bit of a bland uh, title for a podcast, wouldn't it? So, <laughs> it is. football. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the first time we've recorded the show where we can't see each other. Yeah, and it's a yeah. little strange, isn't it? It's going to take a little mm. bit of getting used to, but uh, hopefully you can bear with us and uh, um, we'll, we'll do our best. We'll be all right. Which will yeah, be, be good. Uh, you know, as is, as is well known, absolutely mm. fine. I, I assume, Luke, that you're that you're nude. I am completely yeah, I, I, nude. I never I'm thought I would say this, but but what are you uh, what are you wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing a pair of uh, tracksuit bottoms and a t-shirt. Yeah, what's on the t-shirt? Oh, Invincibles, baby. <laughs> just just it's just a plain black t-shirt jim this this feels to me a bit more like pete content but pete's yeah, not well here. you know he's not here so we've got to pick up the slack haven't we yeah pick up the he's, on, slack. he's on holiday he's on no holiday. doubt wearing a full suit <laughs> yeah wherever he is <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> right, i was just gonna say you guys yeah the the, 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 the really interesting thing in, in terms of a football sense because that's what we have to focus on really mm. is is what the solutions are to get this football played and finished at some point um i don't know what you guys think think is is i mean we know what the options have been that have been put forward are the idea to scrap the season mm-hmm. and, mm. and start again in in august or september or whatever null and void um, yeah null and void uh to delay it um until the summer mm-hmm. um finish now or or do some kind of playoff system but um i was reading on the bbc website that to finish the season, even if it's in the summer, and you think you you have to think that it's almost un, it's almost certain that Euro twenty twenty won't be happening yeah, yeah. this summer now. So Italy themselves the have asked for them to to postpone it, and I'm sure right, that okay, they will. So that that probably will that, yeah. made tomorrow that decision. I'd imagine mm. that's the, that's the mood music, isn't mm. it? And they're having a meeting tomorrow. So I, I I was reading on the BBC website that to get the season finished, they probably need a six week window. Mm to play the, I think it's nine or 10 games in the Premier League, depending on which club it is. And then obviously you've got the other domestic competitions around Europe and then the um, and then the, the Champions League and the Europa League. So uh, the problem with that is that are they going to be able to find the time to do it? And if not, that creates obviously a huge problem. I think the ideal scenario is, it, it, bearing in mind that, of course, Euro 2020 is incredibly unlikely to happen, is to finish the season in some way. But obviously, that there are so many variables that uh, we, we just cannot know the outcomes of uh, to, before we know whether that time is is available or not. So it's it's a strange one, isn't it? Because there's no obvious solution because there isn't, you know, you, you're talking about predicting the future to come up with the most practical solution. Yeah, the best the best scenario for everyone would be delay it until the summer. So you, you scrap the Euros. I know that that brings into question player contracts. People are saying a lot of people are out of contract until the 30th of June. Uh, sorry, they're out of contract on 30th of June and, and so on and so forth. But I think the ideal situation now, bearing in mind none of this is ideal, would be in a few months' time, everything calms down and then they can play it. But as you say, Jim, <laughs> you know who on earth can predict the next sort of couple yeah. of months? Because every day now you're getting new news. In fact, sometimes even in a few hours' time, the, the situ- you know things might be a lot worse and so on. Mm. So to try and do that, you have to have another. So if you, if you say right, we're going to delay it and we're going to hopefully finish these fixtures in say June and July, 
you've got to have another backup plan. In well, case also because happen. we are consistently hearing that that's when it's likely to be at its peak. So it's, it's yes, very exactly. To start making plans for that one one yes. solution. So for right I... now, in ten to fourteen weeks, it's going to be. That's according to UK medical experts. That's when it will be around the peak of this. Yeah. So that would suggest I... that the summer uh, solution is is perhaps not going to be that viable. I wonder if there's a solution nobody's really thinking about, which is to actually pause the season because, as we know, the the 2022 World Cup in Qatar will take place in the winter. So perhaps we could finish the 2019-20 season in the summer of 2020. Yeah. You mean 2022? (laughs) 2022. Yeah, sorry, that's yeah. what I mean. <laughs> okay. We're just waiting for 2020. Just stop saying 20, Jim, for crying I, out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to. I've, I've lost my marbles already. Got a bit stir crazy at home. If, if, any, if, anyone, if anyone's going to you know, draw the ire of all of our listeners and football fans generally, it's probably going to be me. So I, I guess I better step up and fill that role. Go on, Ed, say um, it. Uh, I think that given what you guys just said there, most of which I agree with, and given that it's such a move, move, moving feast and mm-hmm. such a, a sort of febrile situation, I think it's going to be, and this is at the time of recording, I think it's going to become rapidly obvious <clears throat> that it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, to finish this season. Yeah, I'll avoid, uh, mate. That's if, what you're saying. If, if that is the case, then to me... The least, I'm not going to say the fairest option because that's going to annoy people. The least unfair option, because mm-hmm. none of this is perfect and we know that, the least unfair option is to scrap the season entirely mm-hmm. and start it again for the new season. So ultimately, you have the 1920 season is essentially a lost season. Now, what mm-hmm. I would do is I would say the individual records, like the goals and the assists, you could, people can keep those. Yep. Um, so Jamie Vardy doesn't get twenty goal, Premier League goals knocked off his off his tally or whatever because yeah. he fairly scored those, and, yep. and, and I think the individual line can be drawn there. Mm-hmm. But what you then say to people is, look, now nah, this is perfect. If you're about to be relegated, then you've had an absolute touch. Um, <laughs> if you're about to win the title, then I'm sorry about that. Or you're about to be promoted, you know, sorry about that. But this is outside of everyone's control. Mm. Uh, I say that speaking as a someone who supports a team that you know has a decent chance of being mm-hmm. promoted this season. And essentially what we do is we do a, a hard reset and we start again. Now, I understand that's going to annoy a lot of people, but to me it feels like the cleanest way to do it. And there's also been a precedent for that kind of stuff in a way in other sports. So, for example, in the Tour de France, we've seen uh, years where retrospectively there's been no official winner of the Tour de France because there's been issues around doping and all the rest of it. Now, of course, this is a different situation, but the principle to me is similar. I think that is the cleanest way of doing it and because you can point to the idea that it's no one's fault right mm-hmm. and uh, you might you might have to get into a situation where if if clubs start to be litigious over it you might have to say well I'm sorry but if you want to litigate for this um understanding that everyone's in the same boat and you want to be, you know treat yourself as exceptional in these circumstances we can't stop you doing that, but you won't be admitted to compete in the league next season. You won't be given a license to compete in in whatever division you're in next season. And almost just almost call their bluff. To mm. me, at the time of recording, that seems like the cleanest way of doing it. You know, what Kenny Dalglish has been saying uh, about that, uh, Luke Moore, is that it'd be totally out of order if it was declared null and void. So you're going to get the ire of yeah. Kenny Dalglish, mate. But he's, but Jurgen Klopp is saying different to that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's take Liverpool. They're the obvious example, of course. 
Kenny Dalgleish says it would be totally out of order if the season was declared null and void because of the obvious. Jurgen Klopp said, I don't think this is a moment where the thoughts of a football manager should be important. Of course, we don't want to play in front of empty stadiums and we don't want games or competition suspended. But if doing so helps one individual stay healthy, we do it no questions asked. So so yeah. Klopp is being his usual kind of, um, I suppose, a decent self. self. Yeah. Exactly. Um, whereas compare that to um, Neil Lennon and Celtic, north of the border, if I, if I may. Um, Neil Lennon said that the title should be given to Celtic uh, as they're 13 points clear. He said, we have played over 30 games. That's well over two thirds of the season. So we should be declared champions. And then he said, it should go on the average points total, which would make us clear champions and rightly so. I mean, is the average points total, is that just not the least? Nice. That yeah, I mean, is he talking about like overall time or something? That is a uh, that is well, a no, take, I'm... isn't it? That is a hell of a take. <laughs> not the time, Neil. Absolutely not the average time. Average point system. I mean, again, I've never we've never got to the end of a league season where I don't know a side has won the league and then the side who finished third went well. Actually, if you look at the popular point system, we actually won the league. <laughs> you know, it's none of that, is there? So no, I don't know what he's saying. Um, Scott Brown said, "If it ends, it stays as it is," which. I love it that Celtic are really trying to double down. That sounds like a threat, doesn't it? <laughs> Whereas, of course, null and void would uh, would certainly help the magnificent Gorgie boys escape relegation. So, uh, yeah. this is not all so you're all for that one, then, presumably. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to England, though, Liverpool is is the sort of the thing, isn't it? That that they are so mm. close to the league title now. Had they have already won the title? if it was mathematically impossible for anybody else to win it, then I could see an argument of, of saying, all right, come on, just give, us, give them the trophy or something. But that's not the case. Yeah. Just because Liverpool haven't won the league for ages and they are well ahead, it's it still, I, I just find it, you know, to, to try and, and make special arrangements. If you haven't, okay, we'll yeah. give Liverpool the title, but Norwich, you, you're not going to go down. To me, you can't have bits of the league that finish and, and other parts of the you know of the foot of the table they don't finish. Teams that are going for Champions League places, and mm. and, and teams that are trying to avoid relegation. If you say, All right, "Okay, you're, you're grand," you know Chelsea, you finish in fourth or whatever, but you you have to treat the league as one. It either yeah. finishes or it's delayed. And I, I really agree. appreciate the the frustration of those Liverpool fans because it is deeply unfair. We know they're going to win the league. I totally get that. But as you say, Luke, this has come from out of nowhere. Nobody could have predicted this. It is unprecedented. It is extremely strange, to say the least, in just a footballing sense. Uh, it's extremely worrying in all other senses, of course. You, you, and, and also, if England take one approach, do, do Spain and Italy, where the title races are still very much on, you know, what what do they do? They can't suddenly go, who's top of uh, Serie A? Is it Juventus currently mm. or whatever, with by a point or two, whatever? You can't say, oh, well, we'll give them the title. It's just, it, it's not fair. And even with Celtic as well, they still... Rangers, Celtic will win the league if it's played out normally. But you know, Rangers have got a game in hand, and they play Celtic twice. You know, they could cut the the, the lead down to say four points. It's, it's extremely unlikely. I, I totally get that. But that's football, isn't it? You can have twists and turns. Mm. So to, to and, me, just saying, yeah, well, wherever we've all finished, then that's that done. I, I just think that is not an option. I, I feel like. As unfortunate as it is, you're absolutely right. Just because it's, you know, you know, Liverpool have been waiting for 30 years, that shouldn't come into the thinking of it. And also you've got a spare of thought for Leeds as well. I mean, it's the two most unfortunate mm. uh, clubs, really, uh, to be in those positions. But I feel for the, for the integrity of the league, really, I don't think you can give anyone a title when they've not mathematically won it. And the circumstances are really, really unfortunate. And as you say, of mm. course, they're going to win it. But 
you know, I, th- I feel I feel strongly that someone has to win it for it to be declared one. I think this is just an incredibly unfortunate set of circumstances, and it, it may be that, as Luke says, the least unfair thing to do to just declare it as a as a as a as a strange season where where there wasn't a winner because of a, a global pandemic. Yeah. I, I like the idea of it being officially um, declared a in quotes strange season. Mm. <laughs> Uh, but but the reason the reason the reason I suggest kicked this all off by suggesting what I suggested is I think has been brilliantly displayed and 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 exampled by both of you guys there. If you, you if you do a bit of a thought exercise, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you do, a th- I'm only complimenting you because I'm not in the same room. Yeah, right enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if if you do a little thought exercise of any of the other vi- what on paper look like viable options to how we do this, it automatically very very quickly becomes very very complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because you start. I mean, you, one thing that hasn't even been mentioned, by the way, is that in the Premier League. The teams haven't even played the same amount of games, yeah. yeah. So that that's that causes a huge problem as well. So I don't think it's right. I I I, I can put myself in a position if I was a Liverpool fan. So this is grossly unfair. Yeah. But ultimately, this is not something that's come about because of no. football, yeah. because of what anyone has done what? in the game. It's gutting, it's not unfair. It's a, yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, to me, it feels a bit like. They are good. Here's the problem, though, and, and, and this is a really important point, I think. Unfortunately, I can see it happening where the footballing powers that be will try and fudge this and they'll end up pleasing no one. Yeah. So yeah. If, 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 if the Premier League and the Football League get together with the FA as well and say, look, here's what we're going to do, and we're going to do what they, and they decide to do what I suggested earlier. And, and the way that can work is they can report into UEFA and say, this is how these these are the teams we want to qualify for the for the European spots for effectively next season, mm. and it's just the same four or six or mm. seven, whatever. Yeah. If you include the Europa League, as it was last year, and off we go. They can do that, providing the Champions League follows suit. Any other solution mm. when you start dishing out trophies because you think you know in a subjective viewpoint, and it may even be a subjective viewpoint that's shared by ninety nine point nine percent of the population i.e. Liverpool are going to win the title, it is still a subjective viewpoint. Mm. Yeah, whether, whether Liverpool fans like it or not, they haven't currently won the title. No. And that has to be respected. We have to... Un- it's a ridiculous chain of events. Mm. It's absolutely scandalous. Mm. I completely agree mm. if they're not given the title. But here we are. We are where we are. Yeah. If this had happened two weeks' time, they, they would have had it. But it hasn't. Yeah. So we, 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 have to, we have to respect that situation as it, as it currently stands. Totally. That's why I respect you know, what Klopp is saying. You know, he's, he's staying level-headed and, and sort of unemotional, certainly in his, uh, his comments. Of course he wants the league title. Like we say, they've been so, so good. And it is deeply unfair for them to have... Not unfair, it's deeply uh, frustrating and, as I say, gutting. Because even for me as a neutral... I, I, you know, I don't support Liverpool. I, I don't particularly have a, a team that I want to to win the league. I didn't at the start of the season. Um, it would have been great if Leicester had done it again, but, but realistically, uh, and they were on the verge. Of course, I, I, well, for uh, so long, they were on the verge. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's just as well they're not, you know, twenty points clear or whatever right now because that would be. Let's gutted. not be talking about teams on the verge of the title. <laughs> That's very, very bad taste by you. Uh, but, but with uh, you know, with so with Liverpool. I think it will be a great, great shame if this side, who have won so many games and only lost once and drawn once all season, to I, I want to see how many points they can get this season. I want, I, you know, I want this team to be rewarded for the great work that mm. they've done. I, 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 as a yeah. neutral, I want to see that. I don't want them mm. to to not win the league. I don't want this bloody virus to to ruin football and and to deny them. 
but it looks like it's going to happen. And and as you say, chaps, you, you can't just go, oh, well, because of that emotional argument, because of how we feel, therefore we'll give you the league title. I'm sorry, it's, it's a pisser. But you just can't, you can't hand out trophies for people who haven't won them yet. No, yeah. It's it's really unfortunate. I mean, one of the options being looked at was the games being played behind closed doors, um, but that also well, looks I'm, like it's an absolute non-starter as well. At this, why point. do you think so, that, Jim? Because I think that might actually. That, I think that is the only other solution. To, what to, you I think, think it's likely to sort of come back in future? Well, I think I think playing. <coughs> excuse me, sorry. I think playing games behind closed doors. We saw um, a, a couple of games in Italy. Was it where they where they did that and uh, Manchester United to win the Europa League? Was that behind closed doors? Or, yes, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. And what a goal in that from Odio Nigalo, who oh, I particularly yes. feel for as well. He's you know he's got his dream move, and then you know there's all this uncertainty about everything. Well, he's just just a, f- a, a few short goals mm. um, away from overtaking Alexis Sanchez's goal scoring <laughs> <record laughs> right. United you just, already. Did you see his goal in, in that game? It was an absolute yeah, it was your yeah, yeah. If you've not seen it and you're craving football, check out the highlights. They're on YouTube of Man United against Lask. His Odio Nogalo had took sort of three touches in the air before just smacking it home. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But yeah, the reason I say that, Marcus, is simply because of the amount of footballers and, and football staff mm. who've come down with a virus. And obviously, some games were still played behind closed doors. And clearly, you know, it's, 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 it's a very, very contagious thing. So I, I wonder if it would be safe to even play games behind closed doors because it still involves a gathering of a lot of, a lot of people to have a stadium open and have two squads mm. of footballers together. Yeah, quite I don't possibly. Think it's an option, personally. I okay. don't think it's an option. Well, I wonder in a few months' time, if, if nothing's better, but maybe the squad... Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying that in a few months' time, if we get to the summer, um, it wouldn't hugely surprise me if they went, right, we we've, we want to get this done. If all the clubs said, we want to get this done, we don't want it to be declared null and void, because I believe the clubs will have a say in this. Uh, then, well, if they can get that window that we talked about, yeah. then they, I'm sure I'm sure they'll <clears> they'll make every effort to to try and complete it. Because another thing that's we haven't mentioned, which is really important, is how much the football community. And I'm just speaking about this country because I don't have the knowledge about what's happening in the other countries. But is is that um, they need to rally around because there are going to be several football league clubs who are going to be in real big trouble financially oh my goodness, yeah. with yeah. the wage bills, the expenses and the overheads they've got with no match day revenue at all. Now, I don't quite know the fi- the finances of the top clubs and the, and the Premier League, but they need to understand that football is part of an ecosystem and in the same way that in the animal kingdom, every everything relates to everything else. And if you lose all the, all the, you know, all the, bugs and the and the beetles and stuff and whatever mm. it is i'm not I'm, look, I'm not a environment evolutionary biologist but you know what i mean <laughs> um then it affects everything else if there's no um sort of bottom level or, or to use a less disrespectful term sort of grassroots level of football because all those clubs have gone out of business in the football league and below or, or a big proportion of them have many of whom are in a parlous financial state anyway then that's a really big problem and that need there needs to be measures taken to, to make sure that those those football clubs are protected because we've already seen even before this virus came along teams like Bury teams like Bolton mm, yeah. who who have had big tro- big trouble and, and and that's a real concern of mine mm. as someone who's a football fan generally that people aren't going to have a club to support after this if it's not de- taken care of responsibly yeah very yeah. much so yeah I, I mean yeah the, of course wider society the economic situation is very dire but in a football sense flipping heck you know when when you start thinking about that actually. People kind of squabbling over, oh, we should be given that trophy or maybe not. It's kind of like, look, guys, there's a, there's a bigger picture here. And, and 
maybe yeah. have a little. And we look. have to focus on the football because that's our job, right? We can't of worry course. about the other stuff because it's not, people will go to other more responsible uh, oh. outlets for their proper true information. Yeah, you, you'd very <laughs> much proper true that's information. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that's football as well. Oh dear. Roll up, roll up, get your proper true information. <laughs> In from, this strange season. Yeah. <laughs> from Luke's more study. Season declared strange. <laughs> it is a bit strange. I was sat in my spare room. Yeah. Do you see Karen Brady believes the season should be declared null and void? And I thought to myself, yeah. Karen, you should be thinking, no, we should finish on the same points total now. Yeah. yeah. Marcus, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking, in these strange times, mm. some things just remain the same. Yes. Don't they? <laughs> Oh, what, you, what did you think of Kelly Douglas? Be totally out of order. Totally out of order. Um, I think it's very short-sighted, and I think it's um, a little crass, actually. Yeah, personally, yeah, I would, I'd probably go along with that. Yeah, but would you give Celtic the title because Neil Lennon thinks you? That they if Scott, that? if I, I know you wouldn't, if I was in a room, <laughs> if, if I was the person, whatever the circumstances, <laughs> if I was the person who had to make the decision, and I was yeah. alone in a room with Scott Brown, who was uh-huh. telling me that Celtic <laughs> had to win the title, Celtic would win the is, title. Is, Really? <laughs> Stays as it is. Other than that, oh. no. What if you were having a conversation with him where he, you were both remotely talking to each other like we are now? Oh, he'd be braver. Mm, I, I don't I know. Think I'd he worry would be. he could like, headbutt me down the, down the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a thought, ladies and gentlemen, and it's a thought yeah. that we'll end the first half of the Football Ramble on. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment with more Red Hot Ramble chat. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to the Ramble on Football Ramble Daily, everybody. Now it's time for emails with Jimmy C. Now Pete is reading it out. Well done. 
Hi, everyone. Thank you for the emails you've been sending in. Obviously, um, it's going to be really important as we are um, in our homes, in our improvised home recording forts, as I am. Uh, so I'm going to start off. Jake from Japan has been in touch uh, in, a, in an attempt to clear his name. Hey, gents. <laughs> Jake from Japan here. The call to get back in touch couldn't go unanswered. Firstly, we have to thank Seth for holding the world to high standards of journalistic integrity, much needed nowadays. Second, I have to share that I did indeed cite the source for where Luke's diary had been adapted in my last email screenshot below and indeed the screenshot is below and he did cite the source whether pete omitted it for brevity's sake comedic delivery purposes or because he felt jilted not to have been written into the diary himself we may never know um lastly seth to have recognized the origin of those lines straight off requires me to pass along the words of wisdom i received from luke moore i think you need to assess some of your life decisions cheers all (laughs) you're more perfect to me today than you've ever been that's from uh, jake from japan I say that because that's what my wife always says to me. Yeah. Um, I, I, um, I love it when, I, when certain email threads, and as Jim rightly points out, we are going to be hugely reliant on emails, let's be honest, about any subject yeah. between now and whenever. But I like it when the email section descends into essentially the football ramble being a vehicle for two people to have an <laughs> yeah. argument. Yeah, the best one was just email each other. The Trevor yeah. chat from years ago. Yeah, that was amazing. Absolutely. The trebuchet chat when we had a big, long email thread yeah. uh, for weeks about medieval weaponry. And if you're mm. a newer listener to the show and you haven't listened to that, go back and find it. I don't know when it was, a couple of years ago. That was amazing because do you guys remember we did a live event once? We did. And one In of Birmingham. the medieval weaponry chat guys was there afterwards. And his other mate or the other guy had was also there but had gone home. Yes. So one of them Ooh. contacted him and made him run all the way back to the venue so they could carry on their debate in person. It was in wow. Birmingham. It was the Birmingham live show from I've about- never been so proud. And by proud, I do mean depressed. Yeah. yeah. Maybe 2015 or 2016, something like that. I yeah, think I, we I need do. to assess some of our life decisions. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice when two historians go at it through the football ramble, as you say. Yeah. So, to, it, genuinely, if you have got any beef with someone that you know listens to the show, it's a show at footballramble.daily.com. So, you, you ready for another one? You ready for another, yes, uh, another Jim. one down uh, the pipe? It's all yours, baby. Okay. Hi, guys. Seeing as you'll be looking for content, and a big part of the show will be how to squeeze the games back in, may I put forward a few suggestions? Being a stickler for completeness, I would hate to see the season written off. If the hiatus doesn't last too long, the obvious suggestion would be to postpone the Euros, stick the fixtures in at the back end of the season, and start twenty season 20-21 later. Failing that, Perhaps the clubs could take a small squad of players and field them one-on-one against a neutral goalkeeper in a game of one- or two-man cuppies to decide the remaining fixtures. Somewhere neutral like the NEC or a decent leisure centre with a sports hall, they could flip a coin to decide who kicks off at one end of a small-sided pitch, etc. That's from Alan Marples. Now, obviously, we've got a lot of suggestions as to how to uh, end the season. Silly, Mm. silly suggestions, um, but we're all for them. So do set them in. I've got an idea, right, which is that there are nine fixtures left, right? So... Why don't we do one round of fixtures per season over the next decade? Right. And then in 10 years' time, we have a champion of this season. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it's an idea. Did you guys see that? Um... <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> did you see that um, Sevilla versus Betis put one player each up against each other on FIFA? Oh, did no, they? that was great. They were supposed to play each other uh, yesterday, oh. and so they their Twitter. I mean, I'm not. I'm I'm already a little bit bored of the wacky wackiness that football clubs are doing on Twitter. Yeah. But this was quite good because they put a player up each and they played each other on FIFA. I didn't. I didn't see how it turned out, but right. it was uh, it was very interesting. So, what was that guy's idea? Is basically one would he's saying a game of some people would call it World Cup doubles. Luke Moore, I believe you called it knockout Wembley. Yeah, I was that knockout Wembley. 
Yeah, is that what um, is that what he's yeah, suggesting? Yeah, that's effectively what he's suggesting, but in somewhere massive like the Birmingham NEC, which I believe is where Gladiators was filmed. So um, maybe they could have the same sort of music as well. Uh, do it, make it a real sort of Saturday night ITV thing. Although obviously ITV would never have the rights. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> do you know what I used to love doubles. Whenever we play up the up the park. Everyone would say, oh, should we have a game? No, doubles. Doubles is always so much yeah. better than... Oh, I think it's much better. I used oh, to it so much yeah. more. You can all pretend, pretend that you're the SAS, Sutton and Shearer, for younger listeners, or just, you know, any sort of strike partnership. <laughs> I forgot you used to that. have little rules as well, that you had to have a certain amount of touches and you couldn't shoot from a certain distance and everything. I can't remember, to be honest. I was just happy Maybe to be lots, there. Yeah. Do you remember the RAC, Roy and Collymore? Oh, no. <laughs> it's just, I remember that one. It's nowhere near as impressive, either as, uh, as an acronym, uh, as a strike partnership, or even in terms of what the real acronyms mean. Just don't do don't it. You, if don't if, if it so fails in that comparison and every... <laughs> Honestly, they were, they were two good players for that. Not they Forest weren't side, as good as Sutton and Shearer, they were. They? I'm not saying they were, but they were good players and they deserved their acronym. I'm saying they acronym. weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, did you not used to have a rule where you used to have to put a little marker out and you couldn't shoot inside that Yeah, marker? that's right. Yeah, we did that, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Is that the emails done? Or do you uh, I've, got, I've got some more. I've got, I've got a few here. I'm just going to go with one last one. And this yeah. feels like it's from, a t- from another time. And it's from like three days ago. Everyone's talking about an injury crisis at Spurs. Yet at Man United, they've been missing Pogba most of the year, Bailly most of the year, and Rashford and Martial for large sections of time with nobody saying a peep. Have a great day, Colin Widdis. <laughs> and <laughs> on, yeah. hey, it's a fair point, but doesn't that feel like it was just from... Six months ago, ten years rather ago, rather than two days <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, well, really incredible, incredible, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I love? I, I I love it when Man United fans get in touch and go, "No one's talking about Man United, really?" Yeah, <laughs> no, we're all laughing <laughs> at you. In my experience, uh, they're a team who I talked about quite a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Should have come to the live shows, mate. We were right. I'll laugh at you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, as well, just just as things were picking up for Man United, now it all, mm. all goes on hold. You know how Man- yeah. Man- Manchester City fans are always going on about how everyone's against them. Do you think if if the season was declared null and, null and void, they would finally maybe sort of put some of that to bed? Because obviously Liverpool would be the ones who would be mugged off. What do you think, Man? City no, would? yeah, I, th- I don't know that they would. I think that's going to carry on. Yeah, true. So a lot of you have been in touch to ask if we'll still be putting out shows, and of course we will. And a lot of you have also asked what we're going to talk about if there's no football. And given how little we talk about football anyway, we think we'll be okay, but we'd still like to hear from you on exactly that. So what would you like to hear about? What would you like to know about us and our experiences if need be? Is there anything in particular you would like us to do or to to talk about? Feel free to be silly, to be creative, just keep it short and simple and don't do any coronavirus pun 11s because we've had loads and we're not going to read them. Tell us what you're doing to get by without uh, without watching football to sort of plug that gap. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be about football. If you need, you know, if you need some help with your love life or you've got some trebuchet-related beef that's been lingering for years, <laughs> do, uh, do get in touch. Let us know what you've been up to. So, yeah, the, to, to do that, obviously, it's show at footballrambledaily.com. All right, should we have a uh, Betway update? Yes, please. Far away, So, sir. um Despite, as Jim rightly said uh, earlier, it feels about six months ago, it was only the preview show last week where we selected our four-to-score selections. Of course, every week we do a Betway four-to-score where um, we select the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected games. And if you're correct, of course, you can win up to £75,000. So um, I know what you're all thinking. Oh, it's it's pointless, but it's not. Because Mm. although Pete picked Olivier Giroud to score first in Aston Villa v Chelsea, I picked Ruben Neves 
with West Ham v Wolves and Marcus picked Antonio Martial and Antonio Anthony Martial mm. for Spurs v Man United um, and of course none of those happened technically speaking in Newcastle v Sheffield United there was no goal scorer and Jim Campbell picked no goal scorer wow. so yet again Jim, on, Jimmy. you have shown yourself to be the pick of the bunch Jim Stradamus so yeah so I mean it doesn't count but I mean well, you get a moral you know. victory there well ex- well I think it should count Personally, ask Kelly Dalglish yeah, okay. what we should do. <laughs> but you don't get anything for one out of four anyway. No, so you it's don't. a moral you victory. Um, four to score entries free. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches each round. Of course, there is no football at the moment. But when it comes back, I'm sure Betway will be up and running again. Yeah. That's out of order not to give Jim credit there. Thanks, mate. I did out give him order. a bit. I said it was a moral victory, which is better than the real thing, as we yeah, all know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It stays as it is. Jim was right. Okay. Now, <laughs> um, in these. In these kind of uh, in these troubled times, I think we should go to Newcastle United for a moment. Um, yeah, yeah so that's always a laugh. <laughs> Stevie Bruce said that uh, that Newcastle um, had prepared for fixture suspension four weeks ago. Was yes. that why you're not scoring any goals, Steve? Don't worry, lads. This is <laughs> none of this is going to count anyway. So. <laughs> Save your legs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But not this- you, Joe Linton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so apparently they were prepared. Brucey um, can can spot danger a mile off. And when he was talking about this uh, in the sort of little presser or whatever, he was flanked by hand sanitizers, which was quite good. So I quite like that. But he said every player good message was, sends a right message. Oh, I think it does. Mm. Every player was given a personal training program to be undertaken in private, and the training ground underwent frequent fumigation procedures. Um, so uh, so yeah, they, did you they, guys see Sergio Ramos? Oh, and he's on the treadmill. No, what's on the elliptical treadmill in his house. Doing? My goodness me. Look, it was going to break he was running so fast. <laughs> he looked beautiful, though, didn't he? He still managed to get himself sent off the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> you can, I don't know. Maybe I'm just alone here, but one can forget because of his shithousery and red cars, you can forget what a handsome man he can be. Oh, yeah. He, looked, he had his top off as well. It looked great. Oh, of course, oh, he, did. Right, he did. There was talk a while back. This is years ago now. Do you remember that story that came out? I think it was still when we were doing the ramble, but it was a good few years ago that um, Frank Lampard. Um, ran the treadmill so hard that he broke it at a hotel on holiday. Wow. Now, that is exactly the kind of story, news story, I'd be seeding out if I was a professional athlete to get into the paper. So yeah, it makes definitely. me sound really good. Mm, but, yeah. but, I mean, it does make you realise. When, mm. when I saw Sergio Ramos doing that, I thought, oh, Jesus, they are such, obviously such athletes. It's oh, amazing of course. To watch. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Are, are we sure that he didn't just smash up the treadmill, though? And claim... Frank. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like yeah, the sort of thing Frank would do, but we don't know the man. Nah, he's, he's calm, isn't he? He knows what he's, he's Lampard's he's, not going to do he's that. A calm guy. No, but it, nah, if, if the story gets out, it makes you look really good, doesn't it? Oh, I'm so strong. I smashed a treadmill. It sounds like a kid that lies at school. Oh, my uncle's got a shark in his pond. I know. Jim, I once, <laughs> I, <laughs> Jim, I once was on the treadmill and I, I, I outrun it. It ran out of belt. Yeah? So just, yeah. That's <laughs> I've got a girlfriend that goes to another school. You wouldn't know. Oh, really? Yeah. I do actually. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember beat the bleep? Did you guys have the bleep test at school? Yeah. Well, we never called it beat beat the bleep. That's not. Yeah, some that's sort of what we called it. Thing. Oh, yeah, right. that's what we called it. Um, or maybe it was called both, and I just remember called it that myself because of comic relief. But I, I remember there was a kid at our school. <laughs> beat who, the bleep. Um, was that your teacher trying to get you to do the bleep test, but make it sound fun? Right, kids. Now it's time for beat the bleep. You got to do something, <laughs> haven't you? Now, now it's yeah. time for the consistently worst part of the year. Uh, <laughs> It is horrible, that, that, that test. If you've not done it, it's a thing we have in schools in Britain where um, you run up and down a sports hall and there's a, there's a beep that comes out of a, comes out of a, a 
uh, a stereo or whatever and it gets gradually faster and you have to make you have to make up the time and it's it's horrible and there was a kid at my school and he went out after like the second one you know the one that's like a minute long and i was just like he was just sat there just enjoying himself for the rest of the time and i I looked at him i thought you know what your lack of shame has meant you're having a lovely time here i'm impressed (laughs) you can't do that if you're a professional footballer you really can't no no i remember i can't remember who it was i interviewed for ramble meets i forget it was now but they told me um that uh, when you got back for pre-season training, he did the bleep test. Mm. If you couldn't pass the whole thing, you were kind of taking the piss out of a little bit as a fat bastard. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I only realised it ended at, um, at school when someone actually managed to beat it. I didn't yeah, realise it was kind of fairly straightforward for, the, for these these top athlete chaps. That's fair enough, eh? Not for me, it isn't. Although I'll be, I'll be so bored in about three weeks' time, I will be trying it, I expect. Well, can we go back to the northeast of England for a brief moment, if that's yeah. all right? Because obviously Newcastle's game didn't go ahead on the weekend. But we should point out that just down the road at South Shields, that their game did go ahead. They played uh, FC United of Manchester, and they had a record crowd of 3,274 there. Because Newcastle, I think, were at home to Sheffield United, I think you mentioned earlier. And... There's one they or two due to be, yeah. Yeah, so I think there was like one or two Sheffield United fans who had already like booked the trips and they thought, oh, well, we might as well mm. just go up or whatever. And I think maybe Swansea were playing Middlesbrough, so they were up there. So a couple of the fans went to that game. But it's a record league crowd for the club, 3,274. And it was the yeah, second it, highest in Western Europe on Saturday behind wow. the 4,942 at Notts County. That's incredible. But I think that's obviously going to be that's going to stand for a good while now because I'm pretty sure that the general advice is that mass gatherings are, are kind of a bad idea these that's days. Right, and they're, yeah. also, they're going to be officially probably banned at some point, aren't they? So yeah. that's going to stand for a good while now. That yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a real shame because there was a period of time, wasn't there? So I did a radio show on Friday night. We had no football to preview apart from the National League. And I did have a little period of time where I was thinking, oh, well, maybe this will be good for these non-league clubs. But of course, yeah. it's then, it then became pretty apparent that it was kind of irresponsible to be in big crowds of people that's right and it was probably going to be legislated against at some mm. point so they're not going to actually benefit from it either i think everything's going to be stopped so mm. good for them for a small amount of time but going forward i don't yeah. think it's going to be repeated well it's a shame for south shields because they they won five three and it was first v second in the northern premier league and south shields are now 12 points clear at the top so probably should just give them the title shouldn't we yeah, yeah. So. Another another satirical <laughs> dig by Marcus Speller, <laughs> who, um, who hates Kenny Dalglish and hates Glasgow Celtic and Liverpool. I don't hate Liverpool or Kenny Dalglish. He wants Liverpool to have all of their titles taken away, don't you, Marcus? <laughs> 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 Where's that come from? Uh, well, of course, in the absence of football, um, some football clubs were stepping up on social media, Luke, and I think you alluded to this earlier. Yeah. Watford simulated their match with Leicester on Football Manager, ended one all with Watford down to 10 men. So I don't mind that so much. That's yeah. quite interesting. What about yeah. Southampton and Manchester City? Two, their two official club accounts uh, on Twitter were playing a game of noughts and crosses, which ended in a stalemate. Luke, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's, just, it's just wacky bullshit, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> I completely agree with it. Also, as well, you know, I I might um, risk the ire of Man City fans here, and I know that it's not uh, the it's it's a complicated organisation, but obviously they 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 do a lot to put. you know, for PR, don't they? They, they? they put a lot into looking good and, 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 and doing, doing stuff on social media. And obviously there's the Amazon documentary and things what like that. Associated with Southampton? Jesus. That's <laughs> not uh, well, Jimmy, you have to try and make yourself look good. When Where you get your money from is extremely questionable, shall we well, say? Well, indeed, Marcus, indeed. And I'm, I, I find it uh, increasingly distasteful in light of the Champions League ban in particular. 
So that's my two cents. Don't at me. Mm. What? So you, you're mm. annoyed that they're playing noughts and crosses because of the Champions League ban? Does that count as part of the ban? Uh, yes, Marcus. Actually, that is a strange way of putting at it. But as we know, I'm all into the strangeness at the moment. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's not that I'm annoyed by it. It's that I find it w- when City try and be sort of warm and friendly. And again, you know, this has nothing to do with the players, the staff, the fans, but the organisation that own them um, is obviously where it comes from. It's all a very big PR thing. And um, yeah, I just I can't get on board with them being a bit cute on Twitter. But Jim, earlier you said you hated the fans as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that was off air. Oh. I'm sorry, Matt. I've stitched you up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys, do you want to have? Um, do you want to round off uh, this week's show by having a bit of Luke's game? Go we, well, on, we, then. we can. Can do, I but, Google but it? Can I? Can I just say about? No, you can't Google it. No oh, cheating. What? Can I just? Oh yeah, we can cheat. Um, can I just say about um, what's happening at Leighton Orient? Because oh, uh, yeah, apparently course, yeah. they're starting up a FIFA 20 tournament, and they they need 60 other pro clubs to to get involved. But Crystal Palace have signed up, and they've put forward Andros Townsend. Ooh, to play. Might as well get him, get, get him doing something. Well, he's only scored one goal this season. He needs another five, so I'm sure they will count Mr. Donaldson. Yeah, nice one. Pete's not even defend himself, so I'm all for that. If he's going to fucking go on holiday, that's fine. You can have that, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing Andros, though, he won't score any. Before we go to Luke's game, there was a little bit of football played in Brazil, wasn't there? Did you see the game at the Maracanã? There was indeed. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, and it's it's just great as well. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but um, basically it's an empty stadium. And uh, what were the teams? What were the... It was, it was a Corinthian game probably. as well, yeah. So it's, it's, oh, no, it was, it was, it was Flamengo, Flamengo and Portuguesa, wasn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. so a big, big game, obviously, as you'd expect, because Flamengo are involved. And there's no one in the stadium, but the commentator, he doesn't need anyone in the stadium because he can bring his own atmosphere. It's, it's everything mm. you would expect from a Brazilian commentator, the proper goal stuff going mm. on for eight ages and ages and ages oh, right. and um, yeah. we'll put it in the synopsis check it out might cheer you up yeah when you say it's a, when you say it's a big big game i mean it's a state championship final and it's played no, it's a big the... stadium i said oh sorry yeah yeah it's just a big it's a big stadium to have it empty isn't it i went to a, a state championship final once in, in brazil it was the 2006 edition and it's, it's quite convoluted how they do the tournament but i went to see two games there and i think it's the kind of it was almost like the third place match, I'm guessing, but forgive me if that's wrong. And there was about 15,000 there. And it had sort of fairly newly been done up, although the bottom tier was, was still in its works. So even with 15,000 in that stadium, in the same way when I, last year when I went to the Azteca Stadium in Mexico City, and again, there was about 15,000 people in the stadium, it just felt completely empty. However, mm. I was very entertained, and I think I've mentioned this before in the ramble, that the other side of the stadium, there was a bloke who was dressed up in full Batman gear. And I didn't really realise this because he was just sort of sat down and then suddenly he like opened up the wings and then just started charging around on the other side of the stadium. It was, it was, <laughs> it was absolutely magnificent while everyone's getting drunk on Skull Lager. Uh, for those f- uh, football fans in Scotland from the late 80s, you remember the Skull Cup, which was the, the old League Cup. Yeah, um, but we I did remember see, Skull. Yeah, yeah, I remember it see, too. It it's, it's lives on in Brazil. So, uh, so that is odd to know. Very odd indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado... Let us play Luke's game. Now it's time for Luke's game. Yeah, it is indeed my game where I give you guys a player and you bid on how many of the clubs you can name. If you name the amount you say you're going to name, you get the point. If you take a, a club uh, or you you, you you make a wrong uh, a wrong move or you say the wrong club or you can't name them, the other player gets the point. Uh, Marcus, you won 4-1 last time, I believe. Very convincing. Um, so it was so Jim gets to go first this time oh, and Jim Campbell the first player in Luke's game is Yaya Toure Yaya Toure Ooh. okay and he's played for a total of seven clubs 
God, blimey. Seven different clubs. Seven, is that? Yeah. Okay. Stop Googling. I'm not Googling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am. I can think of, I can definitely <laughs> think of four. Oh, where did he go? I'm going to go four. Okay, Marcus? Uh, I'll ask Jim to name them. Okay, Mark, uh, Jim, name one at a time, because obviously we're doing this remotely, so you need to give me a bit of time. Mm-hmm. Do one at a time, and I'll let you know if you're correct or not. Beveren. That is very good. How'd you get that? Because they were Arsenal feeder club at the time. He's Googled. He and Abue uh, were on trial at Arsenal, and incredibly, they didn't take Yaga Toure. All right, fair enough. Okay, Olympiacos. Correct. Ah, well played. Barcelona. Yeah. Man City. Correct. That is four. Do you know what? Fair Uh, play to you there, Jim. Can you name me? Who were the other three, Luke? Yeah, I'll list them out to you. Uh, Beveren is right. Metalog Donetsk is where he went after that. Wow. He went to Olympiacos after that. Then Monaco. Then Barcelona. Manchester City. Back to Olympiacos. And he's currently playing, occasionally, for Qingdao Huanghai <laughs> in China. Um, <laughs> he seems to spend quite a lot of his time elsewhere. Yeah, I, f- <laughs> I, f- I forgot he was at Monaco. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah. It's very interesting that normally Jim's a bit Cajun and is a bit... Uh, I suppose, timid in this game. Whereas when I can't see him, when he's got a laptop in front of him, suddenly, bang, he's straight in there. Showing my work in there, haven't I? Can I say, Jim, you know, amid amid, um, a era when it's very, very easy to cheat, (laughs) you starting off Yaya Torre with Beveren is going to cause the alarm bells to ring. (laughs) I've shown my work in. I've shown my work in. I've given you the point. I'm the the adjudicator here. You've got the point. Can't take it away from you. (laughs) Marcus, you're up next uh, first. And he's played for eight clubs. And it's Clint Hill. Oh, bloody oh, That's a tough one. I can think of one. Uh, <laughs> that's a start. Uh, I'll go two. Yeah, you two. don't have to name Jim. them then. Yeah, I, I can only <laughs> can't think of the three. one. Nah. Can't do three. Nah. Clint Hill. Think. Yeah. Um, right. right. Queen's okay. Park Rangers. Correct. I'm genuinely out of ideas. I cannot think of who the man. <laughs> I'll say I'll go for so tempting to Google right now, Marcus. <laughs> Beveren. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go for Burnley. Ooh. That's incorrect, oh. I'm afraid. Oh. Jim gets the point. So what Two other three to play, Jim. Tranmere Rovers, Oldham Athletic, Stoke City, Crystal Palace, Queen's Park Rangers, Nottingham Forest, Rangers, and Carlisle United. Oh, Carlisle United. So that's two to Jim. Jim, you're up first this time. Okay. He's played for seven clubs. It is the great man. They called him Batagol. Gabriele Omar Batastuta. Oh. Mm. I think I can go three. Nice. Marcus? Oh, bollocks. Uh, well, I'll have to go four. Jim, you want five? No way. <laughs> All right. Marcus, you got a name four. Fiorentina. Easy. Roma. Correct. Now, I'm trying to remember that one in, I think he played in Qatar. Did he play for Al Sad? Is that your official one? Yeah. Incorrect, I'm uh, afraid. It's another point to Jim. Three Jim's one. To Jim. Jim's yeah. whitewashed me. It was Nils Old Boys. Yeah. Then River Plate. I'd have gone yeah. for River Plate. I'd have won anyway, you know, Marcus. I, I was confident with River Plate. Um, but well, I thought... well, controversially after that, he went to Boca. Oh, did he? Ah. And then Fiorentina, then Roma. Then he did a little stint on loan at Inter. Oh, and then he went a little stint. Al... Yeah, yeah. Then he went to Al Arabi, Marcus, in, ah. in uh, the Middle East. So that's 3-0, but you can still salvage some pride, Marcus. Which I very much need. Uh, and uh, obviously the uh, listeners can play along as well. Um, Jim, you're up first this time. Mm-hmm. 
it's um oh are you, are you first this time Jim? no i think oh, it's no it's marcus, it marcus now yeah yeah sorry um it's six clubs marcus mm-hmm. and the player in question is harry kuehl come on, bloody hell not being able to look at you boys has really hampered me here well, that's a tough shit it is it really <laughs> I'm is loving it. i'm loving it um i'll go for two all right, Jim. Uh, why not? I've won anyway, right? I might go. Yeah. Might as well go for a thread. A thread. Yeah. <laughs> go for a thread. Jim. Yeah, I'll go for a thread. Uh, so <laughs> we got the obvious ones, which are Leeds United and Liverpool. Uh huh. And I'm going to say Brisbane Raw. Oh, incorrect! Ah, yes, I got a point, point to Marcus. <laughs> it's Leeds United, Liverpool, Galatasaray, Galatasaray, Melbourne Victory, El Garafa. And he finished his career at Melbourne Heart. Ah. Oh, well. Okay, so the final one of the five, Jim, you get to go first. Chance to, it's going to be 3 2, or you're going to go, go a 4 1, the reverse of the fixture last mm. time. Um, Jim, it's seven clubs, and it's Michael Ballack. Oh. I can go three on that. Yeah, same. Uh, all right, I'll go Marcus. four. All right, go for it. Um, Jim, five? No, I can't do five. Okay. Bayer Leverkusen. Correct. Bayern Munich. Correct. Chelsea. Correct. So Bayer Leverkusen, Bayern Munich, uh-huh. Chelsea. And then there was a side in in East Germany he played for. Did they have a name, Marcus? Yeah, they did. <laughs> 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 um... I've tried because it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been Leipzig. They weren't around then. Is he just going to name every team here, Luke? You you were happy with him doing this? You've already won, you miserable soul. Is it Nuremberg? <laughs> oh, could it be Hertha Berlin? Stop it, Marcus. I need to hurry you for your answer. You do on a Kaiserslautern. Correct. Oh, get in there! What a guess. Oh, that's yeah. like one of the, that's, that's like when someone scores a screamer that means that it nothing. Count. Yeah. Yeah. People won't remember that in years to come, but well, we, we, we are winner 3-2. We talked about Odin Agala's goal, didn't we, Jim? We did. We exactly. Did. Good point. Yeah. They won that game, didn't they? It's crucially. Exactly, yeah. No, I think... I think <laughs> uh, well, all right. The, the best one was Klaas Hans, Klaas Jans Hunter-Lars volley for, I forget who, against Real Madrid. Schalke, I think it was. Oh, yeah. 25-yard volley and off the bar to make mm. it 6-1. It was Schalke. <laughs> Yeah, there was there was a um, a good feature on the Guardian website for a while, way back in the day, of the great forgotten goals. Yeah, I think that might have been in there. All right, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. That's it, isn't it? We're done. We're done. I think we, we are. are done indeed. Well, thank you very much for listening to uh, the Ramble on Football Ramble Daily, everybody. We will be back at the usual time on Friday morning with the preview show although I appreciate it may not be a preview but we will be back don't you worry uh, Andy and Jules yeah. will be back tomorrow so so our, our kind of you know ramble uh, foot ramble daily operation does carry on um, so stay yep. with us and we'll bring you some 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 lovely entertainment of course in uh, in these trying times um, so so stay tuned as uh, as they say thank you very much Luke Moore thank you very much thank you very much Jim Campbell thank you both thank you listeners and we'll see you very, very soon. This was a Stakhanov production. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.